is Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, everybody, this is Drink of Ages radio show. John Denman, your host, DJ Muskratch, the producer, and we're taking a little trip to the north side of town and stop by Spindle Tap Brewery, and that's where we are right now, sitting in the, actually in the brewery, hanging out with Brody Chapman. What's going on, Brody? What's up, buddy? How are you, man? I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, I'm feeling Montana a little bit. Yeah, you, it's, sh- you don't look like you're uh, fully operational. Uh, I'm probably running at about 6% liver right now and just trying to, I mean, it was good times. It was a whole lot of fun, but yeah, you know, like we were kind of talking about in the middle uh, before we started was, uh, you know, just don't really handle those day after day after days like I used to. I don't even put myself in that position. I can't, I can't go back to back anymore. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the thing about last week that was, uh, uh, such a good time it was you know it was March so yeah St. Patrick's Day but then you had my birthday and a couple other buddies' birthdays and it just kind of compiled into which it does every year ever since I was 15 years old you know pretty much just compiles to a really fun week but then the week after St. Patrick's Day I was like all right it's um, it's time for a break it's time to time to uh, regroup eat some greens yeah get back focused get back focused a little bit uh, rehydrate. Yeah, I, Kelly, my wife, she's a nurse. I'm like, you know, you should do IV treatments because that would probably help right now. Yeah, you could actually build a nice clientele just with the local breweries. <laughs> it's a, the regulars that drink of ages. <laughs> That's not a bad it's, idea. No, no, it's not. Uh, Count me in. I need another business. Why not? <laughs> why not start a little IV business out of the pub? Saturday mornings, I mean, we don't open up till noon. So, you know, get it knocked out and, and have a beer while you're getting your IV done. <laughs> I think we just figured out another business. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, man, it's um, it was fun up there. Uh, definitely a different scene. You go up that direction quite a bit. Yeah, you, know, you go. I'm a, st- I'm, a, I'm a steamboat guy. Yeah, steamboat definitely. It's uh, there's just a lot of space in Montana, and the we went to Butte. They have one of the biggest St. Patrick's Day parade in the country. And like the most, it's like 96% Irish town, and it it acted like it. It was it was. Uh, what did you think of the beer scene down there? Uh there were three breweries in Butte, and one of them was really one of them was there were none of them were bad, but one of them was much better than the others. And it was really weird because one you Don't walk eat. downstairs to get to, another one you walk right into, and the third one you walk upstairs to get to. So it was just it's definitely different. There was a distillery. We spent a lot of time in the distillery. A little too much time. I can imagine. Yeah. It was like a regular stop throughout the, the days we were there. It's like, oh man, let's go by the distillery. Uh, did you ski? 
No, didn't didn't make it to the mountains. I I wanted to because uh, there there are definitely some places nearby. And that was the game plan, but just the way the the nights went and the days went, it just kind of just ended up ended up not worrying about that part of the trip. Uh, it's just, and so didn't make it didn't make it to the mountains to go snowboarding or anything, uh, but slid on some ice quite a bit. <laughs> just walking around because they got hit, man. It was like, hit with like the super cold, dump snow everywhere. One of the coldest winters or most snow this time of year. And so that was still everywhere. So that was beautiful. Yeah, you're sitting there looking around. You had the mountains backdrop, a nice hilly town, you know, old you know, turn-of-the-century buildings that are still being occupied and used. And uh, people were a whole lot of fun. But, yeah, it was good to come back. It was good to have you back in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to, good to be back. And, yeah, I, I mentioned that, yeah, it's like, man, it might be the first show. I don't have a beer, but now that I started the show, I feel weird not having one. So when we take a break, I think we all definitely need to go get a pint of something good. We can accommodate that. Yes, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, here's Spindletap Brewery uh, up on the north side of town in Little York 59, just 10 minutes from downtown. Uh, one of the best tap rooms by far in Houston. Air conditioned, which is a big plus. Heated and just really nice. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a couple of years since I've been on with you. Um, the brewery definitely uh, the business. I, I was talking to some some buddies, and you look at the the overall market right now in Houston, and kind of how far it's come the last three years is absolutely mind blowing. We've been known for having some of the best culinary experiences in the world, and we're known for our food. But the innovation, the talent in Houston on the brewery scene at this point, I, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of my skis, so to speak, but I'd, I'd put it up there with, with some of the top cities in the country. Um, and I've got some breweries that I love here. You just you kind of look around and say, man, there's there's some great competition. There's some great friends, and it's just been it's been incredible to see the hyper local market kind of take its foot in some of these major cities. Well, when you when you look at what has happened, like you're saying, over the last few years, uh, just the amount of breweries that have opened up, and there were you know there's a few that opened up not making the best product that they possibly could, and then now you're seeing even some of these other breweries they're coming out with some really good beers and they're really dialing in their systems, and and with even the small places like Baylison's, Valensons down in Pearland, you know, they're they're making really great beers and you have St. Arnold that's come you know, a very long ways over the last 6 years and the amount of beer they're making, the new beer garden and all that, Eighth Wonders backyard. Uh, you see those mid-sized breweries, you know, that are doing they're putting a lot of product out there and doing a much doing a good job for the city. I agree with you 100%. We got we got one of our brewers on Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? How's Jeremy, yep, taking a break and coming to come to sit down, hang out a little bit. Uh, well, you came from the St. Arnold side of stuff. Yeah, I spent a year and a half uh, bottling, canning, packaging, scrubbing floors, that sort of thing. I mean, I think too, it's it's crazy to see some of the national recognition some of the Houston breweries are getting. Oh yeah, you know, just on the trade scene, people trading beers from what once were thought of as the the greatest breweries in the country you know trading for beers out of houston um so it's just been it's been fun to watch for sure 
Well, I mean, Spindle Tap definitely has led a bunch of that with the hazy IPAs. And once it came out in the market and people across the world realized, hey, wait a minute, this is this is some very good liquid coming out of Houston. That you're saying, people were trading it for amazing beers. And, I mean, that was impressive. It was exciting to see, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's it, something that, you know, people should, should be supporting the fact that there's beer being traded, even if you don't care for the beer just the fact that that people are looking for it all over the world and i don't you know the northeast ipa uh i don't really think that's really the style we're making we certainly took took some some of of what they did and loved some of the beers they were making but i think some of the breweries in texas are doing something a little different uh, a little heavier mouthfeel it's the texas haze is a little different than anything else out there in the country and there's a lot of local breweries um that are making it here in houston and they're all making great liquids you know so um i think the i think the dirty south has something to say on the hazies that's that's my opinion i, I think it i think i think it stops and starts here in houston i mean with a big fire and deer park putting haze all over everything yeah it just kind of just <laughs> brings it all into full circle here houston haze is like no no that's not what we mean we want the good haze not the not the uh, we're all gonna Grow a third limb haze, and, and, I, and I think too the interesting thing is the one-year debate. You know, is this is this a category? Is this a fad? Is this a? And so, I've what I've done is gone to the people. I go out to stores. I go out and introduce people that have never had a hazy beer and let them sample it. Blows their mind. And these people maybe traditionally don't drink a West Coast style IPA, but they might start with a five percent tint. That's why we put it in stores. And that's kind of my baby formula, I call it. I, I get people to start sipping on that a little bit. It's a great, clean beer, expanding people's palate. Um, my goal as a brewery is to increase the amount of people buying local beer, whether it's our beer, Eureka Heights. I love I love what Casey and those guys are doing over there. Brash has got some crazy IPAs. Um, Ingenious, uh, mad scientist on the north side. I mean, I can go up and down this city block and tell you that these boys are hitting hard out here. I absolutely agree with that. Uh, the 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 biggest thing is, I I think for local breweries that is going to continue to see success is by I mean you have to grow the market because if there's only you know eight out of a hundred people sitting around drinking craft beer, yeah, you know, look actively looking for a certain beer, then you're going to run out of people pretty quick. So that number has to grow, right. and yeah. trying to trying to introduce people who typically are like, "What is? Yeah, who are you? How, we've been open for three years. You've been where? You know." And, and, and one thing, I, you know, we're we're all in competition. There's no question. We're all trying to acquire drinkers, but I look at it a little different. If 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 you can acquire and grow the base amongst all the local breweries, people are going to try different beers. That's the nature of the consumer nowadays. It's not how it was in the 70s and 80s where you're going to stick to your beer, uh, do or die for the rest of your life. People want something different. You know, People's attention span nowadays is, the, what, two seconds? Um, I'm sorry. I forgot what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. You know, so uh, for me, it's like if we can get a bunch of people drinking craft beer, whether they're drinking Eureka, Spindle Tap, Brash, Eighth Wonder, St. Arnold's, as long as they're not drinking... You know who? No, I I agree, and I I've mentioned this. Uh, I, I don't remember who told me this. Jeremy, it may have been you actually that may have uh, the Carbach effect. Uh, maybe you didn't tell me this, but it was you know it's like everybody's you know of course you know, a bunch of people that 
the small it's a small minority you know people but they're the ones you know it's like Carbach was bought out by AB InBev and so we're not going to support them anymore but now Carbach is in every stadium they're all over the place and people go up and they're like okay I'll try that Hopadillo I've never tried with this before and they're like oh that's an IPA I like IPAs <laughs> Hey, look, there's Hobgusher. It's an IPA also. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're buying Hobgusher. Yeah, there's there's a springboard effect there for sure. I mean, if you get somebody off the big national brands and start even getting them down that road, I think you can acquire new drinkers, and that's that's good for, for the whole market. Yeah, I think craft beer is still such such a small portion of the market compared to, to macro beer. Every... Every beer drinker we turn is just great for the industry as a whole. Agree, one hundred percent. Speaking of like you were saying, people aren't very brand loyal in craft beer. You know, we're just looking for something good to drink, and if you provide it, they'll they'll come out and get it. So it's every every bit of the pie that we grow is a bigger piece for all of us. And one thing too that's kind of just from a spindle type perspective is just to see some of the exposure we've gotten nationwide with people from the Northeast and California and some some big breweries around the country. You know, calling us and saying, "Hey, can we get some of your beer?" Well, you know, we want to trade with you guys. It's kind of kind of blows us away, considering when we first started, uh, we had what hop we had see what, we had Hopper House, Hopper House, yeah, Tool I mean, Pusher, yeah, hop, hop I mean, option, yeah, oh yeah, the old Hop option. That was the first one I had yeah. from you guys. So so we're in year three, and you know, we've been blessed beyond measure with people. You know, guys like Jeremy that have come across our path and the yeast priest Garrison is a, a brilliant microbiologist and, you know, he's he's making great liquids and these guys are making great liquids. So I, I couldn't be any more happy with our team. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, and just to see the growth of the brewery from the first time that I came here, or the first time you guys were on, and I, you know, just, just the conversations that we had and the direction, it's like, oh, this, this is our direction of the brewery. And it's like... You know, being able to I mean, be fluid with yeah. the growth and, and directions. So I think originally when we first came to the market, part of the problem was we, we were trying to be a brand that we really weren't. We were trying to provide a brand to the market that we thought the market needed, you know. And we realized, let's just be ourselves. And that, that's kind of when we just turned it loose and started getting crazy with the brands and started just going down different lanes that maybe maybe we wouldn't even consider at first and I think that's when we've really been allowed to to grow the brand and and, and add some new new drinkers to our team let's uh take a break grab a pint all right fine muskrat I'll do it he's been looking at me funny this whole time so like, you don't even know who you are anymore John so let's grab a pint get back we'll talk more spindle tap brewery this is drink of ages about opening up a bar 
a brewery, or if you have either one, you need to contact my friend Brian Kircher over at Draftsmiths of Texas. He takes care of all the beer lines at Drink of Ages, which makes it, you know, when breweries come in, they, they try their beer on tap. It tastes as good as it does the brewery. He can install your system, maintain it, glycol, do the whole thing. Give him a call at 713-647-1100 or just look him up online, dstexas.com. And man, let him take care of your beer lines. Wild West Brewfest is happening again next month, April 26th and 27th. And this is the number one beer fest in North America, three years running. And if you, if you haven't been out there, then you need to come find out why. They have an amazing selection of beer, entertainment, and just a lot of fun stuff happening. Cool thing this year is there's going to be a wine grotto. So, you know, if you want to drink some wine, you can do that. The launch party, which happens on April 26th, if you can make it out there, get a hotel. You can stay right there where the festival is happening. Spend the night, go to the launch party, then go enjoy all the fun on Saturday, the big beer fest. And then there's an after party with Bart Crow playing. The high octane zone is, man, nothing but good high ABV beers. And there's so much more going on. 100% of net profits from this festival are given away to local charities, and so far, over $700,000 have been donated. Hi, Dream Ages. We are back. Still sitting over here at Spindle Tap Brewery up on the north side and hanging out with Jeremy Moore. Jeremy, uh, man, I'm trying to remember what all we talked about because uh, this last segment is now there's beer involved. <laughs> <laughs> Messes everything up. It, it is like, whew. All right. I remember what that tastes like. Tastes fantastic. So, yeah, drinking some some Hop Gusher, mm-hmm. 6.5%. Very bright, citrusy. Yeah. Um, very good IPA. New school West Coast IPA is kind of like what I like to call it. It's. Definitely full bitterness, but still very, very juicy, very fruit forward. Nice. Still got that that dank dank edge on the back end there. Yeah, it doesn't linger. Mm-mm, yeah, no. which is good. And um, out there sampling some of this stuff and people tasting it, this is always people are like, "Oh, that is really good." It's like, "Well, told you it was pretty good." It's not a bad beer at all. Yeah, Garrison's uh, retooled that recipe a bit over the last. I don't know. Starting about. A year ago, up to about six months ago, when when it kind of got dialed in, but it's it's definitely on point. It's gone through a little bit of changes, and yeah. So if you haven't had any hop gusher in a while, then you definitely need to need to try some, because you know Spindle Tap, yeah, of course, Houston Hayes getting out there, all mm-hmm. the cans. That's been just gangbusters. Yeah, tent. Five uh, percent tent now going out to grocery stores in six pack cans. That's going to be a great one for the summertime. Yeah, that's that's your summer killer right it's there. Five percent. Oh man, and especially uh, distroed out in Austin. So when you're driving out to the rivers, mm-hmm. stop in, grab some, yeah. uh, have some six packs to float down with. Yeah, both haze and five percent tint should be on a lot of store shelves in Austin now. Um, we're sending them some of the the double IPAs out in kegs too. Ooh. It's a good little. It's, it's it's pretty fantastic that you, know, you go to the grocery store right now and find this, find some parish beers oh, sitting yeah. there. Uh, Eureka Heights, you know, that was they were mentioned earlier, but you had to sit back and drink some Buckle Bunny. Dude, if, if our store shelves looked like this six seven years ago, I probably wouldn't have started brewing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because when we opened up the homebrew shop in 2011, we opened up the homebrew shop, and that's because you know there weren't 
there just wasn't beers available. So it's like, well, let's make some. And exactly, yeah. Yeah, people ask me all the time, like, hey, you brew anything lately? I'm like, nah, I drank Don't a lot to. lately. This <laughs> is <laughs> really, really good beers. Yeah, I mean, back back then, guys were, were bringing these amazing West Coast beers, you know, like, like Russian River, uh, you know, Alpine, guys like that. And I, I'm just being blown away, and then you couldn't get that sort of thing here. So, but times have definitely changed. Yeah, now you have breweries that are making as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. Um, there was people talking about stouts the other day, and, and like, oh, you know, Houston doesn't really make that many great stouts. It's like, ah, oh, hold on a second, time out, because there's some pretty, pretty fantastic stouts being made in Houston. And just sitting here, looking over at those barrels, and some of the stuff that's in those, that's going to be just another little program that that you guys are going to do here, Spindle Tap. This, yeah, get some good barrel aged beers out yeah. once they're ready. Yeah, we've got, um, next up should be the chocolate milk stout we've got sitting in rum barrels. Um, should be online, not not too far in the future, but that, that'll be the next one Next one coming out. Yeah, that's, uh, that doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> so, you know, it, a lot of people, bourbon barrels, I guess because of the accessibility mm-hmm. of the bourbon oh, yeah. barrels. So yeah. you get a, a whole lot of stuff in bourbon barrels. Uh, Certain things do very well in gin barrels. Certain mm-hmm. things do well in wine barrels. Brandy barrels. Brandy barrels. But, you know, what doesn't do well in a rum barrel? Mm-hmm. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 you can put a lot of stuff in a chocolate milk stout. Sounds like dessert. Yeah, I think there are plans to add a little little fun to that that project, too, before it gets packaged. So. Before it finally makes it to its final destination you know it's pretty it's pretty interesting because um, there's been several beers up here the the valdez mm-hmm. which is you know they always get a nice little higher abv yeah yeah really really great classic english barley wine um, we've got it barrel aged here on tap also um we've also got a scotch ale sitting in bourbon barrels uh we filled a few months back that'll be coming down the line soon too it's it's BP2 they do a lot of barrel stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brash does a great job. Brash their, does some. Yeah, stuff. they sure do. I mean, obviously St. Arnold <laughs> goes without saying. They they do some some pretty decent barrel barrel aged <laughs> stuff for sure. Uh Copperhead. Mm. Man, that, yeah, they've got a a wine barrel saison they did a while back. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's making some pretty tasty stuff up there. Uh what do we have? We have a over a drink of ages, man. So this show's gonna be horrible when it comes to my memories because Montana. <laughs> yeah, it was the altitude. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> blame it on the altitude. Happens same thing when I go to Denver. I don't know what it is. It's the altitude. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think it was a barrel aged Abbey. Mm. Uh, it's like man, no. There's oh, yeah. some. There's some very good. Dude, you throw a quad in a bourbon barrel, you're talking magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That, that's that's a beer that, uh, you know, I was like, I'm not a real. I'm not a big fan of Belgian beers, like the mm-hmm. style. You know, it's just not. Now, if I was there, I would enjoy them and be in old castles and everything else, and it'd be fun. But just like, oh, there's just a Belgian style beer. It's like, yeah, all right. But then you get to. Like the triples, like oh, okay. And then you get to the quads. It's like, all right, that's pretty good. <laughs> and then you have them in different barrels. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's really, really good. 
So I've learned that, you know, over the years, I admit that I do like, I do really, really like those beers. But it'd be fun to go there, saber a bottle. <laughs> you get your sword. Yeah, right, at least make a really the monasteries. Bad, make a bad YouTube video of trying to saber. A uh, trying to, yeah. There's been a few of those from buddies. So I did it with a with a machete at my house. It worked. Yeah, I was kind of scared to the, the first bit, like let the glass settle. I then, see both your hands. So. Yeah, yeah, they're all still there. Missing a toe. That was <laughs> a strange one. <laughs> my wife has an eye patch, <laughs> but. <laughs> That has nothing to do with the saber. Uh, <laughs> now it's it's the, yeah Houston Houston's making uh, just really good phenomenal beers. And I said when I was down in uh, down in Pearland, right by my house, is Valenson's. Mm-hmm. Cool little brewery, little kick-ass spot, and beers were really tasty. They were doing their uh, the Sierra Nevada collaboration beer. Yeah, uh, they were releasing that one, so went by there for it and. And it was really good. He's like, oh, you need to try some of this. And, oh, let's taste some stuff out of some barrels. There it's you like, go. <laughs> okay, Val, let's do it. And just really, really, really tasty stuff. Yeah, there's there's too many new breweries to keep up with. You know, it's... it's so it's, many coming oh, yeah. online, yeah. Well, you have Ingenious Anniversary uh, mm-hmm. happening, and then Megaton opening. Just open, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Uh, That's a good looking spot too. True Anomaly and an Astral down in town mm-hmm. just opened. Yeah, a couple of really nice spots. True Anomaly, uh, yeah, real great location. Oh yeah, great spot. They've already got a couple of fooders. They up do. Too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sitting there doing and and they'll be doing some funky stuff, which mm-hmm. is nice. It's Houston is sorely lacking. Sorely. You're absolutely right there. Uh, I would like to see more sours because really. I mean, well, St. Arnold will put out some. Yeah, St. Arnold's uh, got a few um, Brett, Brett uh, uh, barrel aged beers. B fifty two. B fifty two is doing some full mixed mixed culture fermentation. There's been some kettle sours. Yeah, a lot a lot of kettle sours in the market, which yeah. um, I mean I enjoy. Uh, but personally, my jam is is true full long aged wood aged mixed fermentation beer. Yeah, just uh, you get a lot more characteristics Definitely, out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no label has their passion for humanity out right now, and that's just a great easy drinking four and a half percent beer mm-hmm. yeah uh fruit forward little tart uh that's yeah it's, it's good but then you when you take it to the other step where you are aging stuff and you're getting the tannins out of the barrels yeah. and the brett really funks it up right where you feel in the back of your jaw yeah that's <laughs> those are those are uh really well texian made great <laughs> sours you know they they, I, they were really good uh i liked them unfortunately they're not around anymore but <clears throat> those were really good new Braunville's brewery mm-hmm. yeah they're 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 putting some out putting out some really good stuff that we can get uh we've got a couple of them over drink of ages as a matter of fact a couple of sours but yeah but not not a whole lot uh, breweries are making them. I mean, there there's a risk to really do it the uh, right way. There's definitely, yeah, or it's, not the right way to do it that way. Well, yeah, to do it the right way, you're gonna you're gonna dump some beer. It's it's part of the process, and that's that and the 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 time investment is probably something that keeps a lot of a lot of breweries from starting that sort of program. And then of course the the risk of introducing these these organisms that you fight so hard to keep out of your system. You know. Yeah, you're you're actually putting them in, uh, but. I mean, it's it's 
it would be good to see. And with the the fooders over at True Anomaly, I think we'll see some because I tasted yeah. the beers out of there, and yeah. they were good. Uh, I did not get a chance to taste anything on on wood, but I liked what I what, what I had uh, off the tanks. Their grisette was very very tasty. It's a good. Oh yeah, they're pouring right out of the bright tanks. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good looking place. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Astral stopped by there that mm-hmm. Saturday. Oh, we were together. Yeah. Oh that's man, <laughs> that was that day. Uh, we went to Walking Stick. We yeah. went to Great Heights. Uh-huh. We went to Astral. But I met you guys at Petrol. True, yeah. Well, every every great Houston beer trip starts with a Rancor at Petrol, right? Uh, you got to lay a base down on your stuff. That started, uh, Muskrat, that started my streak was that day. Because <laughs> that was a Friday. See, he didn't start with a Rancor, though. He I didn't start after lunch. With, no, that's I, where you, I that's met where you after up. lunch, yes. But that was that Friday. And then that turned into Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was my birthday, <laughs> Thursday, Tom's birthday, Montana, St. Patrick's Day. Birthday week. Birthday week. Yeah, you know, what, what are you supposed to do, right? Live it up. <clears throat> birthday month. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what it's there for. Celebrate. We had a good time, though, uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday night over at Drink of Ages. That uh, Muskrat was there spinning music. There was a lot of really great dancing. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was some grinding. There was... Uh, the bar left to go do shots. Oh, the whole bar, yeah, left twice to go do shots over at Johnny McElroy's. So it was just like, all right, shut down the bar. All right, we're back open. Good times. Good times. Uh, but on that, let's take a break. Yeah, get back. We'll talk more with Jeremy Moore here at Spindle Tap. This is Drink of Ages. Katie, Texas, over at No Label Brewing, have a new beer out for you to try. It is Passion for Humanity. This is a Berliner Weiss with passion fruit, 3.6% ABV. So this is one that you can sit back and drink on all day long. Known as real champagne of beers, this Weed Ale features a deliciously tart and fruity flavor with an effervescent and crisp palate and a cracker sweet finish. The addition of the passion fruit mimics the old tradition of adding fruit syrup to a syrup pint. Given the pleasantly juicy aroma and taste of a perfect complement the base style. Dangerously drinkable. Go get you a six-pack or find it on tap. Passion for Humanity from No Label Brew. One of my favorite go-to beers that's out there is going to be Spindle Tap Brewery's Hot Gusher IPA. This 6.5% West Coast-style IPA is very bright, citrusy, still very hot for a beer, but finishes super clean. And not only that, you can find it in six-pack stores all over the place. And... You can get some at your favorite bars, like Drink of Ages. Come in and grab a pint. 
So if you haven't had it in a while, go ahead and grab another six-pack of Hop Gusher IPA from Spindle Tapping. Give it a try. of Ages Radio here on ESPN 97.5. DJ Muscratch, the producer, over there drinking some delicious hop gusher. So am I. I'm John Denman. Jeremy Moore from Spindle Taps hanging out, and that is where we are. We're at Spindle Tap Brewery up on the north side, 59 North, Little York, 59. And typically, people are always asking, like, hey, where, where is Spindle Tap? I'm like, well, it's not at a place where you think you'd find a brewery, but once you get there, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, you're going to enjoy it, but on the way, yeah, you, know, you have the toilet cemetery right there in the woods. You haven't noticed that? No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Like I've driven up here a hundred times and yeah. didn't notice it till the other day. On Little York, right before you get to Hirsch Road on the right hand side in the woods, is just a bunch of toilets. I'm gonna have to start looking to my right. Yeah. <laughs> when I drive. Well, you always look to the left because you see what they're selling. Yeah. yeah. Like, are they selling coon meat this yeah. time? Knock off swamp jerseys, mattresses. Get some shoes. You can get it all out there. Get some Tide and all that right there. And But, yeah, just on the, in the right, in the woods, there are, I mean, hundreds of just toilets that are just in the trees. Have you ever gone out there to explore? I have not. Mm. No. Mm. No. Mm. no. It, <laughs> it makes some great pictures, though. Is, is, so, you know, on your way up to Spill and Tap, you know, go ahead and pull over and explore a little bit in the woods. And, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you have uh, HPDs right across the street. Yeah, it's the Mounted Patrol, The actually. Mounted Patrol. Yeah. Which is odd that they can sell all this stuff right in the middle of the road with <laughs> HPD. <laughs> I watched a guy scanning a raccoon on the back of a truck. Is that illegal? I don't know. I guess not. <laughs> you know, but I feel like selling the meat might be. But yeah, buyer beware, you know. Yeah, uh, at your own risk. Probably. <laughs> It'll. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's it's. I bet it probably tastes a lot like rabbit. I don't know. I'll eat anything once. Honestly, I probably have <laughs> eaten it. <laughs> Half the places I go to. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some weird, like, pull meat out of crock pot and just put it in a tortilla. Hmm. Yeah, well, tastes uh, good in a tortilla, then. Yeah. I survived. <laughs> I survived. Uh, yeah, hanging out here at Spindle Tap Brewery. Uh, Jeremy's brewer over here. And a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of really interesting things going on. Uh, one, of, one of the biggest things that, that happens that has happened lately is getting the six-pack cans of Houston Hayes and 5% 10 out, which, to, yeah, unfortunately made it to where a lot of bars weren't able to get it because the grocery stores were buying and selling out uh, yeah. all of them. The bars were like, hey, when can we get some Houston Hayes? We unfortunately Hayes? haven't been kegging, kegging much of it. We've been canning as much as we can to, to get it into the market. Um, hopefully, that will get, get some more back, back on draft around town. Yeah, I know a lot of people are missing it, yeah. for sure. Uh, but, but, I mean, the flip side is it's you've got six packs of, of beautiful, hazy beer available on store shelves all across the city, which yes. the city's never seen before. That's, that's, that is that's that is definitely true. And, and 
apparently people are really enjoying it because they're buying it all up and it's selling <laughs> out pretty quickly. So it's it's yeah, you know, it's one of those uh, you know the growing pains. Uh, I'm sure it caught everybody. A little bit by surprise at how much is going to be consumed right now. Yeah, but between, yeah, we were blown away by the the market reception of these beers. This is the demand that that is still out there. It's 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 humbling and it's it's. Well, like Brody kind of mentioned, you know, about it. Oh yeah, one year into it, yeah, it's still a fad. What's well, like several years into it, <laughs> right? But yeah, it's <laughs> we're we're almost a you know almost a decade into it. Yes. If, if you go to different parts of the country, yeah, it's. It's certainly not a fad. No, no. It's 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 one of those beers that people are like, oh, I don't like IPAs, and it's, then yeah. they drink and they're like, hey, you know what? This is this is pretty good. It's like you like IPAs. Yeah, it's it's got it's got the flavor intensity that a lot of us crave. You know, that's really what brings me to the style is everything's turned to eleven. But at the same time, it's a very approachable beer. You know, it's 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 aggressively flavored, but it's not aggressively bitter. You know, it's. It's it's very approachable and it, it definitely converts a lot of typical non craft drinkers. It's yeah, you know, and and you know the, the there's so many ways to well there's there's a right way to make this beer mm-hmm. right there there's definitely and and you guys have it dialed in pretty pretty exceptional, uh, but then there's so many flavor profiles to make this beer yeah and yeah. where every three weeks a new beer is being released. A brand new beer is being released here and selling out in a matter of seconds. It's just nutty. <laughs> it's it's insane. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I, I, for some reason, Muskratch, I just, Friday, canning day, you know, it, oh, I need to stop by the brewery. <laughs> I, have, I have business to tend to at the brewery and grabbing these fresh off the line. People, you know, oh, that little hot burn, you know, it's a little too green, you know, which was funny because the St. Patrick's Day beer that you guys <laughs> did was called Too Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little play on that. But it's, um, man, I like that little hot burn. You know, to me, that's that's kind of one of the beauties of the style. You know, we, um, we want you to know you're still drinking an IPA. We want a little bit of bite on these beers. You know, we don't, we don't want them to be just completely soft. Um, that being said... If if that hot burn isn't really your thing, you can let them sit, and it'll it'll mellow out a little bit, and it'll become that that soft, just straight juice bomb. So it, it's it's a style that really lends itself to drinking whichever way you like, or just drink a bunch of five percent tint. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's already <laughs> very mellow and yeah, shotgunnable, crushable, uh, six packable. That's yeah, that's a. That one is is pretty good. I know that there's some other changes coming. Uh, Boomtown Blonde mm-hmm. is one that's been retweaked. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that's an interesting beer because it uses a Hefeweizen strain. Used to used to use a Hefeweizen <laughs> strain of yeast, and but people really you know they they like that beer a lot. It's and, got a fervent following. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's with the new batch, and uh, we could try some of scratches on tap. Mm-hmm. That it definitely it's better yeah it is a better beer yeah it's it's a little lighter it's uh crisper drier um as we added just a little bit of citra to the whirlpool to kind of give it just a slight slight hop edge just a little bit of fruitiness a little bit to carry it through that's one that uh when when's that the new batch is going to be hitting the market though um i can't speak to that um the one we've got in tank now is still the old batch 
um, and probably for another production run or two at least. But I, I, I can't speak to, to when it'll. There's still a couple or, months out. Yeah, yeah. We, we do have the the new version on tap in the tap room now. So if you come by Spindle Tap, you can taste it. Uh, but cans on the market and kegs on the market will still be the old version for now. Yeah, it's still not a bad version. <laughs> no, not at all. It's it's different. Like you said, it's got the Hefe yeast, so it's got a, a, it's a slight asteric, slight phenolic character from the yeast. Uh, it's got a little bit of honey malt, a little bit of sweetness to carry. It's it's a different beer. Yeah, it has a little bit more of a little bit more of a body to it for sure. Definitely, yeah. yeah a little, just a little bit heavier. You know, you're drinking something. Yeah, mm-hmm. when you're having a Boomtown Blonde. Uh, but the new version, it's gonna go down even easier. Even easier. So it's, yeah, but between that and tent, those, those are my shifties. It's it's hard to beat those two. Is it bad that um, Justin, since it's on tap, and Hob Gusher are my <laughs> go-to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I go from six and a half to eight. Six and a half to eight. It depends on how much how much floor you got to scrub and, and mop. I guess so. <laughs> Maybe the lower ABVs is, is probably a better idea at times. Yeah, but no, it's some some. Just interesting times over here, yeah. You know, like like uh, we're just kind of talking about in the beginning, the first segment, just the changes they've seen in the market, and just the changes that we've seen here at the brewery. Explosive growth. Um, I'm coming up on a year uh, in a couple of weeks here, and just in my time, we've added five new tanks, with another one about to come on. <laughs> it's um. The reception, like I said, the reception has been humbling. It's it's amazing the the way the market is has gravitated towards and and just love these beers because we 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 can't brew enough of it. We just can't. Yeah, it's fun to see the growth and all the shiny metal. Yeah, oh, who, <laughs> nothing like new metal. shiny metal. <laughs> yep. All right, let's take a break. Let's uh, refill some beers. Get back. We'll talk more. With Jeremy from Spindle Tap Brewery. Says Drink of Ages. If you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man, you need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. Your, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for caskbranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and, man, he'll take care of you. 
And it is that time of year, and if you're looking for somebody to take care of your taxes, uh, especially your business taxes, and you need to talk to my friend Sam Sabawi. He not only takes care of payroll, your bookkeeping, but he will file all your business taxes. And if you ever get in trouble, that guy's going to be there in court with you to take care of any issues you have. Sam Sabawi, man, you need to check him out at samsabawi.com. He has locations in Houston, Pearland, and California. You just happen to be out there. But look up samsabawi.com and have him take care of your tax situation. Drink of Ages radio show, uh, hanging out here at Spindle Tap Brewery, Jeremy Moore, hanging out with us, we've, yeah, it's, uh, pints, pints have gotten easier, it's, it's, I think I've, I've completely recovered from, <laughs> from good old Montana, till tomorrow, till tomorrow, yes, uh, what was the archer? What do you say? The cumulative effect of the hangover. <laughs> right. Head. <laughs> just trying to avoid that. I, to, I don't know. I just like to screw over future me. <laughs> yeah. let, let him deal with problems. Yeah, he'll worry about this later. Right. Uh, no doubt. Uh, no, there, there's there's just a lot of stuff happening um, just in the industry altogether. And this, this brewery has been a really good example of it uh, at, at a very quick pace. Very quick pace that I've seen just the growth in the in the city, the growth in the overall market, and yeah, the the rodeo, you know, having craft beers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was had a lot of craft beer out there. Uh, yeah. That was that was impressive. Yeah, uh, and, and a lot of Buckle Bunny, a lot of Boomtown. Yep. Some El Jefe was out there, uh, so yeah, it, it's to see these, see these brands, you know, local brands of people that I know that that now that's being served at the rodeo, uh, the Houston's biggest event by far, one of the world's, one of the world's <laughs> biggest event, yeah, 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 you know, that's where you, you okay, well, there's a demand mm-hmm. for it if it's going to be there, then you know, there, the other people are looking for it because for the longest time. And I'm starting to change my numbers up a little bit. Uh, yeah, what's the overall market right now? Like 13%, somewhere in that range for craft, beer's craft share beer. Of overall? Yeah, yeah, share overall of the market, which is like 4,000 breweries compared to. Still so paltry. Yes. It's, it's tiny. When you have, you know, it was 4,000 breweries that have probably, I don't know, how many beers of Spindle Tap made? <laughs> what was ingenious what they say like 300 600 Golly. something yeah it was like a, just a ridiculous number of, of beers that they made and it's like those that's that's still part of the market share you know those and so when you, you factor in that there's probably like 30,000 beers for 13 14% market share right and about 3 for the rest of <laughs> 3 for the rest <laughs> yeah but yeah take take Houston and I'd say that number is significantly lower. Yeah, I and think so. So we're probably sitting like for a long time, like probably four to five percent. But we maybe the rodeo kind of impressed me a little bit. So maybe we're at six to seven. I don't know yeah. how you can 
gauge that and how you know. But well, I mean, uh, St. Arnold put the bar in at uh, Minute Maid a couple years back. You know, um, yeah. you're starting to get better craft options in, in the stadiums. And that's that's a big deal. You know, you, you talk about the mass markets. You talk about converting drinkers you know you've got to get the beer into places they are places that they'll, they'll have access to it well yeah. or house of blues uh, over house of blues drinking tall boys of our car yeah. well and then you know sometimes you can go get some brash you know on tap mm-hmm. and you know different things so they're rotating yeah, better beers they had there. a ton of nola on when they hit town yeah, yeah. i think their whole setup was nola that that weekend i went oh yeah 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 Nola does some good beers. Oh, Nola does great. Yeah, we were there yeah, about three weeks ago. Stopped by. First time to go by the, the brewery and tap room. Down there on the chop. Yeah, right there in barbecue restaurant inside yeah, the inside, tap room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. inside where you're sitting there and just like watching barbecue come. All mm-hmm. right, just give me give me something. It's uh, not bad barbecue either. I mean, even, even as a Texan going over there, I'd say it's not bad barbecue. It's not, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, they were doing crawfish that day, so mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't eat barbecue, but <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, it was a great little tap room. Uh, they were on the show. Oh man, when was that? We were supposed to have done a collaboration beer. We got we got <laughs> we had a great night of uh, doing like discussing a collaboration beer, and it was a sour, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact. And need to revitalize that. Yeah, get those guys over here. <laughs> Come over here. Let's do. Uh, let's do a because they, they hit the whole range of of hoppy, sour, easy going. They they do it all. Yeah, yeah, at the tap room. That's where it's fun having my wife with me because she's not really a beer drinker, and but she likes some of the fruit forward beers, you know, and she likes stouts. So it's one of those that it's like, okay, well now we can have like seven beers. I get to try seven beers because <laughs> I'll drink some of hers and uh-huh. she'll taste some of mine. Yeah, and get to try a bunch of different things. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a cool spot. That was a cool brewery over there. But we went to a Courtyard. Yeah, Dude. Courtyard was really good. Yeah, yes. Courtyard. Uh, what is a rainbow? I think it was the first one I had from them. That was like, dude, these guys are killing it. Small, very Tiny. small system. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, small little place. There's uh, a guy out there made some noodles and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. We ate it, and uh, but the beers were all really, really good. So yeah, if you're ever in New Orleans. Courtyard is a good place to go. Uh, but no, uh, Houston. Uh, Houston seems seems fun, man. It, it's it's fun to be part of. It's fun to see the growth. Uh, sometimes I forget to turn my phone off <laughs> during, during radio shows. Uh, but what what's what is great is like going to St. Arnold. Went there on Thursday for lunch, and there were two hundred people there. Yeah. Uh, if you build it, they will come. And they, they definitely <laughs> did. Yes, I Eighth Wonder, and there's a whole little backyard over there. You oh, go yeah. there on a Saturday, and there's yeah, just, one of the best spots in town. Yep, no label. I I don't know how many people live in Katy, but I think they oh. all go there. Yeah, they they've owned the, the West Side for city. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you brew some decent beer, you give people a spot to hang out in, and they'll flock to it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know that there's some there's some talks of some expansion here at Spindletap. Uh, there's some property next door and to a more outdoor area with and yeah, the initial was like really there's gonna be a water park. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold on a minute, that sounds cool and all, but 
yeah. Uh, but just being able to do that, you know, being able to have to add the new tanks, you know, to, to grow with demand is mm-hmm. uh, and you well you have to for yeah. one. Uh, you can't you can't shortchange the market. The market will leave you behind. Yeah, the market will definitely run off and leave you. Uh, so, with the with the new six pack cans going out, five percent tent, the uh, Houston Haze, that beer is uh, probably <laughs> my favorite IPA being made. Yeah, just my favorite IPA. It's yeah, it's it's, it's the mainstay for a reason. It's such an easy drinker, but you still get a little hot bite. Yeah. In it. Yeah, so you know you're drinking an IPA. Intensely aromatic, super pungent. Yeah, Galaxy Citra, man. It's a good combination. Yeah. Well, you can find those beers Houston Haze, Fiber Sentent, Hob Gusher, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole. Honey Hole, the good old Honey Hole. All those, you can find those in package now. Mm-hmm. All your grocery stores, Specs, H-E-B, Whole Foods, Kroger's. Kroger. Yep. Tenton Hayes should be at every Kroger in the city, I think. Like it should be literally at every Kroger in the like city almost. 80 new accounts or yeah. something. Yeah, so that that's 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 pretty that's pretty great. Uh, you know, beer that it would sell out in a matter of seconds, Yeah, you can actually go and find it in grocery stores now. It, before I came here... I would make the trip from Missouri City to Spindle Tap just for a couple four packs of haze. Tell them the aisles, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. I stop in the grocery store and I see people walking out with a case. It's like wow. You used to have to line up for that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, you can go and uh, man, like, like I said earlier, you can. It's pretty impressive beer coolers right now in stores. So it's it's when we go to Colorado and Portland, you know, in different beer places, and you walk into the grocery store, and you're like, oh man, I'm not sure what I want. Now. Oh yeah, you know, it's the same thing now. Yeah. Just going to stores here in Houston. Our shelves are are starting to look really good. They really are. It was back in the day, it wasn't so great, but now you've you've got a plethora of great local craft beer options at, at pretty much every grocery store. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a real good time, but. uh yeah, Spindle Tap Brewery tap rooms open Thursday through Sunday. Check out, I mean, a bunch of releases coming up. Uh, what is the next release? Is it going to be? Uh, it'll be three weeks from last Saturday. Last Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Um, so two green, uh, one loves coming out. That's another one that's coming out. That's mm-hmm. going to be very interesting and very good. Uh, got a little more dank to that one. Looking forward to it. Sausage Wars coming up here, an event. If you're yeah. if you're a big fan of sausage, you definitely want to stop yeah, the, by. The food events here are incredible. Food events are very incredible. Well, the best pizza you're gonna find. Oh, Texas, come on, man. Yeah, JJ's over there, wood fired, full deck, just killing handmade pizza. I think the tap room needs to be open more, more days a week, just for pizza lunch. Yeah, I'd stop in a lot more. Uh, Thursday through Sunday, open up, uh, you know, social media, find all the events, all the good stuff going on here. And, man, there's beers you can only get here on tap right now, like the new Boomtown Blondes, all the barrel-aged beers. Barrel age, yep. Yeah, you can get those here. So all the people that, yeah, the, the, the few people that 
for whatever reason don't like hazy beers and that's fine <laughs> but yeah want to talk smack about breweries it's like yeah, stop in and try some other stuff yeah, and just realize that there's some very special things going on here at spinal tap but jeremy man thanks for hanging out uh appreciate you definitely thanks for having me and uh, dj muskratch uh always good times we're all out of beer so let's go ahead and get some more Wrap up the show. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company. I'm going to drinkofages.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, ESPN. I don't remember <laughs> where else it was. Just different places all over the Internet. And, man, everybody be safe out there. And talk to everybody next week.